Hey everyone, welcome back to Heart Sprained. Hey Nadine. Okay, you just had me cracking up. (laughs) 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 Nadine was just like, okay, should we talk about Halloween on the podcast? Like we're going to talk about Halloween. I just feel like, okay, so here's, here's the thing. Number one, you can't have a breakup podcast and not think about ghosting as like the official thing of Halloween, right? Like. So it's like, this is their day. This is the day for all the zombies, all the ghosts, all the orbiters. Like, this is what they've been living for all year. And I just need everyone out there to be safe and to be prepared. Honestly, that's true. This is a PSA. This is a holiday PSA. We could have had, like, a group costume, like, all the characters in a break. Oh, my God. We absolutely could have. It's not too late. I mean, Halloween's still a week away, so... Like, you could be an Instagram story, and I could be, like, an orbiter, just, like, <laughs> walking around. And, like, someone know. else could be the girl that's, like, swiping up obsessively, seeing if, like, oh, the crush watched. Oh, my God. Right? I know. This could be such a good costume. If you guys are still looking wow. for some last-minute Halloween ideas, here it is. Oh, my God. Tap into your – yeah. Like, tap into your Exactly. You could just – what did I see? Oh, uh, Violet Claire. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Like, what was it, it was again? like, like I'm a slutty yeah. cat. One was like I'm a slutty bear, and then the other one was like I'm, uh, I forget like some sort of like devil thing. And then it was like, oh, I'm the go- I'm like someone who's crippled by the fear and anxiety of like a lonely home. Ha <laughs> 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 yeah. ha. Yeah, walking into right. a lonely That's home. something yeah. like that. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. Yeah, listen, yeah. millennial uh, stereotypes are trending. There's well, there's another thing that I think people need to be wary of. I think that not only is it like prime time for ghosts and all that, but November is also like November first is unofficially like the kickoff of breakup season. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I thought you were going to say something else. Like, hey, stranger season slash cuffing season. No, I think I think it's the opposite because I. okay. so I think if you're single, it's hey, stranger season. Oh, my God. But I think if you're in a situation ship murky kind of place or even maybe like not to scare everyone in a long term relationship, too. But I think it's the kickoff of breakup season. I mean, it's like, you know, like nobody wants to because here's the thing. November's Thanksgiving, December's Christmas, and then New Year's, and then you've got Valentine's Day, and it's like, that's like four months of shit that's like about to happen where you really feel bad initiating a breakup. So you either do it now before all this shit kind of starts happening, or you Mm. have to suck it up for basically the next four months. And Right, and you're not going to buy plane tickets to be with your partner's family over Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. if... You want to break up. And you're not going to like, yeah, you're not going to buy them a Christmas gift. You're not going to make New Year's plans. Like this is the season. This is, this is, oof. I mean, every, it's, it's going to be a weird time. Plus Mercury in retrograde next week. Like, oh, it's just like a, it's just a shit storm. And I just think may the odds be ever, ever be in all of your favors. Let's all hunker down, you know, get into those like nuclear war dens that we've all built. Uh, and just a bomb yeah shelter, like a dating bomb yeah. shelter yeah Oof. that's it's, it's it's gonna be rough times ahead and i am oh i am not loving it the good thing know. the good thing the serendipitous part of all of this is that on november 1st halloween candy is like 70 percent <laughs> off so you can just stock up eat your feelings like prepare that's it <laughs> 
I was just complaining that I was like, I thought I was so slick, but I'm just like the biggest liar to myself where I was like, I'm going to stock up on candy. There was like a sale two weeks ago. I'm like, I'm so good. I'm so ahead of the game. I got two huge bags of candy. I was like, well, now I'm ready for Halloween. Well, the joke is on me because not only did I eat it all, <laughs> but now I have to go out and buy more. Like I spent like 30 bucks on candy for me. Oh man. <laughs> and now I have to go do a thing before Halloween. I was like so set. I always do this. The more prepared I am for something, the worse. Right. That's so out. me too. Honestly, I feel like I, I, I owe it to my performance in any task to not do it until mm-hmm. like the day of. Yeah. Or else it's just going to suck. Yeah. I, I mean, like I'm really organized and I really like to be ahead of the game and I feel really cool in my own way that like I have something done, but just mm-mm, I can't be trusted. Yeah. I hear you. I really do. I'm be- I think I am better, like, kind of last minute. That's oh, fine. I absolutely am. All right. Well, I'll see you guys on October 31st at 10 a.m. when I'm at, like, <laughs> Target. <by> <laughs> well, it's fine because Whatever. I'll see you. Well, I'm sure we're going to all see lots of people on November 1st buying the discounted candy. No, I know. And that makes me mad, too. God, have you seen all the, all the uh, stupid, like, thought catalog articles? that are like very emotionally invested in the fact that Halloween parties cannot happen after Halloween. Why? Who cares? They're so angry about it. Like depending on when if Halloween falls on a Wednesday, you cannot have it. It's November. I'm like, actually I'd be so happy to get everything on sale. Yeah. And I would feel so much better about that. It feels like a really stupid rule and I'm not here for it. I'm not. And also like extend Halloween, like keep Halloween in like the weekend rotation i'm fine with it. yeah i would go ahead and agree like i don't know why everyone's so quick to get over it because it's kind of one of the best times yeah god halloween and college oh yeah. nothing will compare I know. and it's not even for like the like slight now, cat costumes it's more because of like it is i though. mean okay that's part <laughs> of it but like I don't know. I mean, I had one Halloween where I dressed up as my guy friend and he dressed up as me. And that was yeah, super that was fun. Good. So yeah. I don't. And you have somewhere to yeah. go. I mean, that's the thing. It's like going out for Halloween. It's like, okay, like as a 30 year old, the idea of like going out like for Halloween weekend, like, ew, I hate myself. I hate yeah. the idea. I'm like, yep. what am I? My, our friend, our friend, Karen. Hi, Karen. Um, last year, um, it happened to be like our only free weekend and it was Halloween weekend. And we were like, all right, we're going to go out in the city. And then we kind of remembered that it was Halloween and we're like, okay, like this will be fun to be on the, the sidelines of, we weren't going to dress up, but it was, oh, this will be fun. And it was, it was weird. It's so like weird. it was so much, we had a great time, but it was super weird to see people like same age as us, like really, really going all mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, God, I haven't seen people do this since college. Like I don't really go out to bars for Halloween, maybe like house bars. Right. But- I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, the idea of just, like, trying to fight my way through a crowd of people while wearing, like, a Paris Hilton costume or something is, like, insane to me. I can't wrap my head, like, I can't wrap my head around putting in that much effort, spending that much money, and doing all of the things that need to happen in order for me to be a participant in this night, and that... And it's like, right. it's not even because I hate it. Like, I actually love Halloween. I love the idea of dressing up. And I love it. It's so fun. And, but the idea of just like being an active participant is draining to me. Can I just tell you that Mike hates Halloween? Specifically, I think probably because of the trash TV I watch where he 
has such secondhand embarrassment watching somebody watching people fight when they're in costume <laughs> because he feels like there's always at some point someone's gonna get in a fight with someone and they're in costume. I mean, I mean, it, it really <laughs> like brings me back though to like all the like crying like sexy angels outside on like I like know. the college patios, you know, like outside frat houses. So true. Like, you th- yep. and the guy's dressed as like the horny nun or something, and she's like, oh my god, <laughs> and she's like wearing underwear basically, and she's like, you looked at her, I saw it, I saw it. Oh my god. It. And he's just like, like doing like a fake keg stand. It's, it is It's just like the, it's also one of the greatest things. Like I would actually, you know what we should do? And this can be our fun Halloween. One year. I'm ready. Okay, we should. For whatever oh, you're so ready for it. We <laughs> should just drive through college campuses on Halloween weekend. Like just stroll around. I would pay money. I would pay like, it's like an admission right. fee. You know how there's that. like candy cane lane in a lot of neighborhoods where like they like light up houses <laughs> for Christmas. I feel yes. like colleges during Halloween are like candy corn lane. And oh we can God. literally just watch all of this madness unfold and like bring a bag of popcorn and we are going to see like 13 breakups, seven fights. No, please come home I for know, this. I know, honestly, I'm, I'm about, I I really might check out the flight situation. I will make this worth it. Like I will would do this. If you think I won't Would this, do this. not be like, I'm, and, and this is horrible because it's like we're about to enter, be entertained by like other people's pain, but I can just picture like, no, I, I can it. just picture all of the different college scenarios. And like when we were in college, like Instagram wasn't a thing yet. So we had the minor, we had a slightly less crazy, like, technology invasion with our breakups and situations and things like that. But, like, when you add that layer to whatever happens in college in general, just, like, where you are in that, like, it's, it. it's probably yep. so fucking good. Like, oh, God, where's that reality show? I, w- again, I would pay money. <laughs> I would pay for, well, like, a subscription service. I couldn't. To this. I could not be in a relationship in college with the type of technology we have. I just oh my couldn't. God. I just feel like the technology that we did have, which was like sidekicks and Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. That was, that was like going home, basically dialing up yeah. our internet. <laughs> well, we <laughs> no, did have land just connections. <laughs> yeah. Like checking my email. Right. Cable. Like we didn't have Wi-Fi <laughs> in our dorms. Like, let's just remember that. No. I didn't even really get what Wi-Fi was. I was like, why do I even need Wi-Fi? I have a LAN. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, going on Facebook, like, after class and after, like, you get home at night and kind of maybe seeing one thing, you know, one post. You didn't even see likes and things like that. Like, Facebook was very – they kept you in the dark. Those were the golden days. Oh, my gosh. And it was still stressful. And we would be like, oh, my God. Like, social media makes it so hard. Like, you didn't know Although, if you recall – Facebook used to have every like action that you <gasps> took. Oh my god! So, like, remember, minute, like it was like oh, that. like Michelle yes. Spano liked you know like Nadine Salim's photo or on, on and it was on, on your, your page. page and like that yes. shit blew that I think that broke up a lot of people back in our day. Okay, like, that actually it was literally, literally definitely the, broke me. And yes, it was the OG yeah. of the Instagram feed. Yeah. Like following. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. So I don't. I forgot, but that they yeah. got rid of it. That was like the one feature they were like. They're oh like, my. oh my god, no one's everyone's divorcing. What's like? They probably saw like a huge yeah. uptick in like relationship endings, like on Facebook, like people canceling their relationships. Oh my god, you don't see that anymore. No, because now it asks you if you want to publicize it. Like if you take down. Oh, please. I know. 
That is a right of the rest exactly. of your Exactly. Like, if you're going <laughs> to post that shit, then I deserve to know what happened. I need the press I do. release. I'm at that point where, like, I feel like, I was saying this to you the other day, like, in, everybody follows what influencers do. And because everybody thinks they're an influencer, even on a small level, and they're putting out statements, like, when something goes wrong and, like, they decide to mm-hmm. break up. So I'm waiting. Like, do be mm-hmm. the leader. Just do it. Well, you know what's crazy? I actually, so um, I follow this um, this yoga instructor on Instagram, not because I'm a huge yogi or anything like that, but just because she has a cool page and I just like, like the stuff that she posts, <laughs> just so we're clear, because I am not a yogi um, and I need everyone <laughs> to know that. So, um, so anyway, I follow her and she posted this whole thing recently it was like a photo of her and like, I guess her husband or her ex-husband or whatever. And it was like both of them kind of like sitting on the floor in their garage, like with their backs against the wall, like kind of looking at each other oh, and laughing. God. And the whole caption was the fact that they decided to separate. And it was like, this is like a few moments after we had like the honest conversation and blah, blah, blah. Like it was like a very interesting no. like post. Nadine. Are you not here for this? Here's where we will disagree because, you know, I'm obsessed with like social media culture and I already know about this. Like I know about the curated authenticity and I'm not. I know curated authenticity. Wow. That's such a good way to put it. That is exactly what it is though. And like, I get it. I very much appreciate when like real people are authentic and like uh, that I, I think is a great trend. I think that I, especially as a mom, I am so tired of everybody pretending their life is like so perfect and the kids actually smile on the camera. I hate it. Um, But these influencers, like this is a movement. So first it was like the curated feed and then it was like, my life is so perfect. And now it's like the pendulum has swung in the other direction and it's how authentic are you? But it's like a curated picture, like a, 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 um, like a planned, uh, you know, like a planned candid of like a moment that you just someone happened. Who caught? Who took that well, that's picture? what I want to know. You know. Like, did you like yeah. set up your camera on like the tripod yes. and then yeah. okay, like let's yeah. look like somber but also happy. Yep. Yes, like that is literally what happens. And there's probably like 144 other pictures, right, of that, of that exact moment. <laughs> on the camera, yeah, like, oh, this one looks too staged. Yeah. And, like, sure, sure, I, I believe that, like, things can be, you know, clo- like, based on that story. You know, it's, like, based on right, the right. story. But I don't buy it. And I think it's really harmful for people who are, like, going through something. Because there are people breaking up and getting divorced who are looking at that, like, wow. I can't – this guy sucks to even break up with. Like, he sucked to be in a relationship right. with. Now we can't even break up. Yeah, mostly. no, it's true. You and know? especially because the post that she had was, like, about how, like, healthy and easy and, like, respectful their being of each other which is like Uh, okay like I get it like I'm sure that that's the case and I can admire that if that's true but I don't know I feel like it's also setting it's it's creating another like unattainable level of like perfection even in the imperfect moments which is such garbage you know it is I I really hate it it's like it's kind of like the equivalent of like the no makeup no filter it's like that's great but you're making other people if that's true you're making other people feel bad who was that model who someone someone like tweeted a picture of like this model who it looked like she didn't have a lot of makeup on and she tweeted like oh I wish I woke up as flawless as this girl and then the girl actually wrote back and she was like flawless she's like I have microbladed uh, brows like fake eyelash extensions and like a fuck ton of concealer on like I don't even wake up like this yeah like that 
Yes. That's the authenticity I'm here for. And, you know, I was just talking to Mike about this tonight, too. I think that there really is truth to the more that someone says, especially if it's, like, neutral or positive about themselves, like, I I think that the less it's true. Oh, I mean, it's it's like a whole theory that the people who post the most about their relationships are the ones that are the most miserable. exactly. But also, like, the people who are like, oh, my husband and I, like, I don't want to be too obvious about things. Fuck it. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, the more you claim to be a certain way in your relationships, the more, oh, my God, we have so much fun doing this all the time. Like, oh, my God, we love cooking together. If all you talk about is cooking together with your husband and that you cook together every single night and it's so much fun, guess what? You're ordering takeout every Thursday (laughs) through Tuesday, probably. And when you cook, you probably kill each other. But, like, it's just your content. It's, like, your in-person and online content. I know. And, I mean, if somebody's telling you all the time that they're tired, I'm sure that's true. Like, right, right. are probably true. <laughs> but those positive narratives, I'm so bored. I, mean, I don't know if it's, like, a blessing or a curse. I just don't care. I know. You're lucky. I hear it I a lot. Know. I know. I just don't care. Like, like, I can see these things, and it doesn't make me feel one type of – like, it doesn't make me feel like my life is lacking in any way, and it also doesn't make no, me feel right. angry at them for – trying. you know what I mean? But I think it does for a lot of people, and I think a lot of people do get, like, triggered by this shit. And it's, like, the idea that we are now Instagramming our breakups, like, yes, we want the press release because you made me live through your fucking, like, every experience yes. with this person. But at the right. same time, it's, like – like you said, it's, like, this curated authenticity – which is like kind yeah. of taking away from the whole thing. And I don't know. I, I have a really hard time understanding who I think is really just using it as a platform to as like a cathartic release for some sort, or is it like, or people who are just using it for the sake of content. You know what I mean? Like I do think that there are some people yep. who just feel better when they share this type of stuff on a public forum and like they like to build that sense yeah, of community. Okay. Yeah. But it's hard to tell the difference, I guess. It's when it's, it's when it's not really authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my trigger in life is like when somebody thinks I'm, I'm dumb enough to believe. Oh something. my God. You and Shady, That's you and Shady really have that in common. Oh my God. Really? Like I can't stand yeah, he that. It. Like it's, it's, that's where I'm like, I'm like really annoyed that you think I would buy this. Oh, I, you know. And I know. also then like, I'm mad, I'm mad and I'm defensive of the people who will, will believe that the vulnerable people. Well, yeah. I mean, part of me just thinks that like, I mean, this is totally going on a tangent mildly, but like, I just also think that we are living in the, the dumbest era. Like, <laughs> I just think that our, like the generation of people is just the dumbest it's ever been, which is. We're like the most I educated. Know. I know. We're like the most educated. We've made the most technological advances. Yet at the same time, we are the stupidest that we have ever yeah, fucking totally been. Agree. And it's like, in, yep. it's infuriating. It's like, okay, for example, this is actually a really great. So you're the one that turned me on to the show, but Modern Love on Amazon. <gasps> oh my, it's best. really, really great. But it's funny because like I made Shady watch a couple episodes with me. And like, he didn't like, he, he didn't like it. And here's the thing. Here's his argument. And I kind of agree to an extent, but I loved it. Like I ate it up. I cried on the last episode. I loved it. Um, His argument is that these are portraying the exceptions and not the rules. And when you perpetuate the idea that things can work out a certain way or happen a certain way, you're feeding everyone 
the idea that that's what they should strive for when that's just not the probability or the reality of most situations. And he's like this, it's kind of like the Disney syndrome, you know, like girls think that they're going to get like a knight in shining armor to like show up and sweep them off their feet and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. And like, that's not going to happen. So it's kind of the same idea, but like, I don't disagree with it. I think what makes me, I just think that those are such beautiful human interest stories. Like why wouldn't you share them to like uplift and just make people feel good, you know? And also some of them are really raw and real and I can appreciate them for that. The other side of it though, is that I get angry at the fact that we are a people so stupid that we cannot (laughs) watch something like this and take it with a grain of salt. Like that makes me sad. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree with everything you just said. And I'm also rolling up my sleeves right now because I have my hit rebuttal. me, hit me, because <laughs> I also disagree. With uh, oh, I love it. First of all, it's so important to note that Modern Love is the show is run on Amazon, but it's based on uh, both the podcast brought to you by the New York Times column. So it started out as like the column in the New York Times, mm-hmm. you know, Um and it was people's essays that they have submitted about their, um, uh, based on their, you know, their life love stories. And I mean, I, I used to read the column and now I'm too cheap to pay for the New York Times. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, you know, and now it's all online and everything. And, and um, the podcast is amazing. It like, there are so few things left in this world that like, make my soul kind of like tingle and when I hear the intro music to that podcast and the soothing voice it's there's something about that that is like it's so beautifully done yeah and I just love it so when I see that brought on the tv screen I'm kind of like oh okay I see that they've taken this like magical vibe from the podcast and they put it on the screen and I love it um that being said (laughs) Mike kind of struggled with like the one with Anne Hathaway like that one was very like out there and and wacky and stuff um but it, again it's like it, it just has that fantastical vibe to it but i also said this reminds me of the same vibe as black mirror but instead of like crazy horrible right disgusting scary things happening it's like replaced with yeah. love where it's like a weird like parallel universe almost that these things would happen where it's like yeah i, I could see that happening but also like that that would be extreme like I, I it just reminds me of like a, a positive black mirror right I mean I, I I agree and it's funny because if anything they should really call the show like possible but unlikely <laughs> like that's <laughs> but it allegedly has happened I just listened to one today I mean too. I'm not saying um, that here's the thing it's like so okay some of the okay I, I really think everybody just needs to watch modern love because some of those stories are to. so beautiful and they're so and even if they don't yes. end happy they're just beautiful like they're really really beautiful mm-hmm. but for some of them like i don't know for example um which one was it that i thought was like really unrealistic um not unrealistic but just very interesting the one with the doorman like there was this one episode i knew you were yeah the that. one there was this one episode with this um for those don't i won't away. i won't but there's this one episode where there um this there's this woman she is lives in this beautiful doorman building in new york city which i would love to know how she affords um that was the most that was yeah <laughs> it's like it's like all the friends you know how they like like in, in the show they all live in these gorgeous they parts. one episode just one episode without mentioning i friends. can't do it i will never be able to do it it's the best show ever 
Anyway, so he lives in this gorgeous apartment with a doorman, and, like, the doorman and her kind of have this rapport, and he, like, kind of looks out for her in a way because she lives alone and stuff. And don't say what happens because that part. I won't. But the idea behind this episode (laughs) is that, like, I don't know, that she can overcome all these, like, ups and downs. And, you know, there's the story of unconditional love in places where she didn't think it could be. And I I don't know. And it leads her to the type of love she wants. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it without giving too much away. But that whole story to me was a little bit, like, like i don't know i I just i felt like the podcast one of that was not that rosy yeah like i I think that's the part i struggled with here like even though like they show her troubles they show what she's going through the good and the bad it felt like it it was too like rom-com formula to me yeah i could see that i could see that they kind of like jazz that up a little bit for for the show because the podcast makes you like mostly i think is kind of makes your heart sink right and and, the, and there were some of the episodes in this show that did the same thing but they did ultimately all have some sort of like positive ending exactly yeah i guess they, yeah. i mean it's so good, it is though. really good it's like so good. I, like i said i think if you are a sucker for like happy stories and you know and some of them like i said they don't all like end up with the person of their yeah. dreams or anything like that sometimes it's not even about like romantic love in a way um, it's, but it's, right. it's just, it, it's beautiful. I really do think it's a really beautiful show, but I can understand why people like my boyfriend are arguing that shows like this are the reason we have these fucked up dating culture stories that we have now, yeah. because it's like, you're expecting something or you're going to be, and now people are going to point to these stories and they're gonna be like well it happened like this in that show which means it's possible especially because it's based on a true story that someone wrote like and (laughs) it's just gonna like fuck us up even more i don't know well the perfect remedy is to wash down that show with showtime's couples (laughs) therapy (laughs) you have to chase it that'll sober you up you have to chase real fast like you take the tequila shot of modern love and you chase it with that lime of couples therapy yep no, seriously, like that is a great show. It's a docu series that follows um, couples as they go through real couples therapy, and my God, it is so good. It's so yeah. real. It is. It also teaches you, like, huh, I fight like that, or huh, I shouldn't fight like that. Yeah, or, uh, I should try this. And I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but they were talking about one couple was. Um, they fight like I think I I kind of fight like this, where it's like you're fighting with facts, mm-hmm. and you're like, no. It was Saturday. It was cloudy. I was wearing a yellow shirt and you said this. Like, I'm very much like I will I will come with all the most random facts to back up my story. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself like fighting with your facts and it's kind of like distracting from everything. And the therapist is like, OK, when people fight like this and they're bringing both of their facts to the table, you're going to get nowhere. Like you're, you're better off just tabling those facts and saying okay this is how that made me feel this is how I felt on that Saturday at 10 a.m in my yellow shirt <laughs> you know and I, I think that's so helpful yeah I agree but that yeah that is a see that show I love I think that is actually yeah. educational and I think that actually paints a very realistic picture of what it's like to be even in like the yes. quote-unquote healthiest relationships I think it's just yep. so raw and it just exposes so much of the work that goes into sustaining a relationship. And I think that's the part that people forget, you know, like we live in a time where it's like, if something is broken, you don't fix it. You just toss it out. And 
I think we do have these unrealistic standards of what it means to be in a relationship. And part, partially it's because of what's perpetuated, like on TV, on social media, on mm-hmm. what people are showing. Like, like if I ever see like one more like tacky over the top proposal on Instagram, like, are you fucking kidding no. me? It's just like, no. and I'm not saying that that's not a beautiful thing. And if that's what works for you and that's what you like and that's what makes you happy, then please do it. But the idea that we now think that that's what it means to have a successful relationship and that somehow we are lacking something if that's not there. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's just so, it is doing so much damage, I think, to just, it really and is. I think so many people break, like, I can't even like, okay, I would love to do some sort of study on how many girls go home or they show their boyfriend or their husband or their fiance something like, look at what this girl's boyfriend did for her today. You never do this for me. You never say oh, these things. I was so that girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can, I, I think a lot of people are that girl. And it's yeah. like, you hold mm-hmm. yourself, you somehow ignore all of the things that your relationship has in a positive way. And you are looking for the things it doesn't have that other people are displaying for you and somehow defining as the standard of what every other relationship needs to look like. Yep. And it's, and, ugh, and I really, it's fucking yeah. us up. I think for me, the invention of Instagram DM really direct messages, like really was a game changer because I literally see posts on Instagram and then I'll have that thought. And like, you know, seven years ago, I probably would have said that to mm-hmm. Mike. And before I ever really interacted with these people on the same platform would have those thoughts. But then I would get like, now it's like, they'll send me a D I'll like send them like a heart response to their post and they'll message me and then we'll have a little conversation. And then the truth always comes up, you know, I can't tell you how many times I see a picture of like, you know, someone's man crush Monday, but like the night before they were like messaging me like crazy about how much their husband's driving them insane. It's, yeah, you know, it's such a, and it's so easy for us to just like get wrapped up in the things that our relationships are lacking. So you, you start to think that it's like all around you, right? Like, I don't know, like, let's say like you and your significant other don't ever travel together. And that's something that you really wish you did. It might feel like every time you open up Instagram, you're seeing a couple on a trip. So true. Oh my God. That's so It's like such a mental phenomenon. Like, what is that? That has to be a thing. And I need, I need to know what it is. Because you're like, yeah. You're almost like, you're attracting it and you're attracting it. It's like, it's like people who like, let's say you are, you know, a Trump supporter and you believe in the wall and you think it's great. Like you're going to watch news and read stories to reinforce that exact ideology because you're looking for it. You're going to follow the traveling Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And you're going to use that and it's going to like harbor all this resentment towards your person because you're going to be sitting there like, look, all these people are doing it. Why aren't we doing it? But it's like, you don't know if like right the second that that post comes down or that they're done posting it, they're not like speaking to each other for like 80% of the trip or they're bickering or whatever or maybe he's mad that she's taking 30,000 pictures you know what I mean like he's so he's so frustrated (laughs) exactly and it's like we don't see any of that and we don't appreciate the fact that like our partner is present with us even though we're not you know what I mean like I don't know so there's a lot I think that's just like it's just completely fucking us up and destroying like what the standard is or shouldn't or should be I guess I don't know and I don't even know how we combat that because we always hear even like really conflicting things like, Oh, if you're don't settle, but it's like, people don't understand that. Like it's not settling. If 
you and your partner like have an issue and like that's not settling that's just adult relationships yeah I think that people have these blanket statements that they've like seen on an Instagram quote that we probably ripped apart last week (laughs) and they just try to make it fit with every situation right and you know I have a friend who reached out that said um this is a couple months ago I wrote it down at some point um but it was like you know there's these mixed messages of like don't settle and then like oh you're being too picky oh you have you know, and it's like a complete opposite statements and judgments to pe- to people who are single. Like, just like I said, like one one day someone would be like, "Don't settle." You know, you deserve someone amazing, and then you have like a problem with someone that you're dating. Oh, you're being so ridiculous. You're being so picky. You're never going to meet someone. It's mm-hmm. like, how are people supposed to know what to do? Right? And what advice to take? And it's it's so like I, I read this other thing kind of recently, kind of along that same line, where it's like. We think that because there's like a movement or a trend that's happening or that like, especially if it's a school of thought that we are obliged to agree with it or else it somehow, oh my God, I love yeah, that. it makes us feel lesser yeah. than, you know, like somehow if you're a successful woman, you shouldn't, you craving a relationship or a marriage makes you come off as weak. And mm-hmm. that's not true. It's not fair. But on the flip side, it could be that, you know, you really don't want a relationship, so you shouldn't feel like less of a woman or less of a complete person yeah. because that's not the life you want, and that's fine too. But the problem is we don't encourage people to have really honest conversations with themselves to, like, really figure out, like, who are you and what is it that you want and sticking to that school of thought, even if it's not, like, quote-unquote trendy or – have yeah. a million different Instagram quotes that you can favorite and share later that you actually like identify. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so much pressure to like adopt to one of these really cool, like Instagram style schools of thought right now. And like, I just think it's doing a lot more damage than good. It is. And I think it's probably making people feel more inferior than if they never knew about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, Oh wait, I didn't even know I was supposed to be anxious about Yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. And it's just, I don't know, man. I just think that we're, we're so concerned and we've just kind of gotten into this weird era of like trying to be our best selves and that we don't even know who we are. Like in the mirror, like when we're just like looking at ourselves, we have no idea like who that is. Like we're trying so hard to perpetuate something and to like come off as something. And I think that spills in our relationships because when you don't have any kind of self-awareness or any real like understanding of who you are and what makes you happy, and what your honest like life is and what's going to actually make you the best version of yourself. Like how the fuck are you supposed to bring that into a relationship? Like you can't. It's so true. I was just, again, I was just talking about this today with Mike about happiness. And I was saying how, you know, yeah, if we like remodeled our kitchen and I had expensive clothes and you know, we had all this money to just do ridiculous things with, I'm like, here's the like there are some people that that would make that would make them happy I'm like here's the difference for me personally like I would be happy about that but it wouldn't make me happy like those are two different things like I would be happy about having nice things but having nice things doesn't make me happy as a person yes you know like I'm much more about like in I need like more internal happiness than you know you know, some people just genuinely, it makes them happy to be surrounded by beautiful things. That's wonderful. It's just not right. Or like if they can have like a life that's, 
I don't know, fills with doing things that are impressive or something. And, and like people give them that external validation, like they're like externally uh, happy like that. It's just not me. I'd rather be happy and quiet and like shop at Target. Right. I don't know. Not to sound like whatever, but it's just, exactly, and that's okay. Things on the outside don't do that, and for that's me. okay. I mean, I think, like you said, some people really like like designer things, and like it brings exactly. like honestly, like I love designer things, and like I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I enjoy that stuff. But like, at the same time, it doesn't make me a worse person for liking those things, and it doesn't make you any lesser for not liking those things. And it's like because there's almost again, if you were to go on social media right now, you would see two completely independent like schools of thought about that exact thing you'd have like yeah the hipster cool like I don't like labels situation and like that's you know the one school and then there's the other school where it's like every post that this girl's putting up is like her in a Chanel store or wearing her Louboutins <laughs> or you know what I mean yep. like somehow that's a measure of success and like we all know that that's bullshit too so yeah and I like, don't know it's yeah. just it's just these are very basic thoughts but like we forget these basic basic yeah. things that it you just just because it works for one person or you think it's working for one person does not mean it's going to work exactly for you. like I could buy myself a thousand uh Chanel bags and I would never feel happy but you know what I mean? right. like somebody else could be like oh my god this is all I've ever needed and now I feel complete because maybe internally they're happier than right. I am you know it's it doesn't make anybody better or worse. No, it, it just... doesn't. And I mean, it's going to sound so simple, but like, I don't know. I just truly believe that like, I think we've just complicated what it means to be happy. Yes. Like we've just. It's like you're constantly chasing. Yeah. And we've just made it so much harder than it needs to be. I think at the end of the day, like, I don't know. And maybe this is just me being naive, but I just think it really just comes down to gratitude. Like if you yeah. learn to be happy with the things that you have and the experiences that you're given, even when they're not great or maybe not measuring up to what you think they should be, if you learn to just be happy with exactly where you are and what you have, it, it just comes a lot easier. And I think that that has translated into so many people as like, settling. yes, exactly. And that's not exactly like it's not settling for you to be content and for you, yes, contentment is overlooked. It is like yep. it's, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't constantly be pushing yourself to be better and to like making improvements in your life. I think that's always the goal. But don't think like, especially women. I just think they're like, I don't want to settle for some guy. I don't want to like settle to be in a relationship. That's blah blah. It's yep. like, no. But you also have to just have kind of like a running list, I guess, of like so you can keep yourself in check of what is considered settling versus, you know, what are the things that you have yes. in front of you that are good? Because you're not going to find somebody that has a hundred percent of everything that's perfect. Like nobody's fucking perfect. Not you, not anyone. Like it's just mm -hmm. not a reality. So instead of looking at it as settling, just look at it as, you know, does it make me overall happy? And can I work on the things right. that, you know, maybe aren't ideal? You know, when I first started dating Mike, it was like, I don't know. This is all like a little too convenient, a little too easy. You know, he's like so into me. There wasn't like a lot of a, a challenge up mm -hmm. front. And I was looking at it like on paper, like, okay, you know, um, well, I don't know. I didn't think that I would, I don't know. I can't even think of something that I wasn't like thrilled with. Um, 
about him as a person, but I was just like trying to find the flaws. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. This isn't just, it's just like not who I pictured. Oh, like somebody from high school. Yeah. You know, even though we didn't know each other, I was hung up in the high school part. And then I kind of, I remember it was my birthday. I was thinking about this, uh, this week. It was my birthday and, um, we were only dating for like a couple weeks and, but he made me like a really sweet card and it sounds like cheesy, but it was like so genuine. And the things he wrote in the card were so sweet and it really was a game changer. And I was like, you know what? I need to stop looking at it like from that on paper perspective and, and turn in and be like, how does this person make me exactly because you might, they might not be who you pictured in whatever way. And maybe they're not who you're used to dating. Maybe they're nice and they're not challenged. Like they don't, you don't feel that challenge or that, you know, almost uneasiness of, of the risk of it all. But if, the, if you feel happier than you've ever felt, then stop overthinking it. Like that's all exactly that if they make you feel exactly good. just because, you know, they're not like the Instagram husband or the finance yeah, guy. Like maybe you always thought that you'd end up with a Wall Street guy or with, I don't know, something different than what you have. And I think that's the part mm-hmm. that trips up so many people. And again, I just blame all of the access and insight we have to yeah. everyone and everything. We for- and we forget that there is no like quote unquote standard. Like there just isn't one. Yeah. And that even comes true with like, I think, just what's going on in every individual's relationship, right? Like what you can't deal with as a person might be completely different than what I can't deal with as a person. So if you're having issues with your significant other and you go to tell your friends about it and maybe they sound like tough, right? And they're like, oh my God, I would never put up with that. I would never be able to do with that. I would never be able to blah, 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 blah. But for you, you're kind of like, I don't know. Like to me, it feels okay. And to me, it feels worth it. And it feels like, I'm an adult who can, you know, manage (laughs) what I can and can't handle. Like, it's okay. Like, it is more than okay for you to feel like, okay, let's say I'm trying to think of an example of something like, um, okay, if there's, let's say you're, you're in a relationship and you don't like, there's a girl who like, doesn't let her boyfriend like have girlfriends. Okay. Let's just pretend like that's the situation. I bet you every dude that's like if that if that guy were to go tell his bros, they'd be like, "Oh my god, she's crazy. She doesn't trust you." Blah blah blah. I would never be able to handle that from my woman. She sounds crazy. You need to dump her. But the guy's kind of like, I don't know. I don't really feel like I need a lot yes. of female friends. Like I don't even really have them. And right. I don't. You might be like, I have one. And I don't right. Really exactly. <laughs> like it just feels like to him, it's worth the sacrifice of not doing this thing that by other people's standards seems controlling, crazy, or jealous. Mm -hmm. And to him, he's kind of like, you know what? I kind of think it's worth it because the rest of it, you know, fulfills me and it makes me happy. And that's a choice that I'm willing to make. And it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. I think we forget that, that that's someone's right too. And it's the whole picture. Like if, if he wasn't, like you said, if he, if he wasn't happy and, and also maybe because of the fact that she is enforcing this like no girlfriends quote unquote rule, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing. But if somebody comes to you and is like, yeah, this is like their one hang up, like, and you know that your friend is so happy overall, then like, you're allowed to disagree. But like, ultimately, that's when you support your friend. That's like the difference. Right. I, think. I agree. 
And I think we're so quick to pass judgment on other people's Mm -hmm. situations and relationships and things like that. And I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. Like it's so hard to know where you need to let your friends make what you think is a mistake, but hope and trust in the fact that they are smart enough, strong enough and capable enough to make their own decisions, even if they're decisions you don't agree with. It's hard. It's not easy, but it goes back to like the whole picture Take a step back. Nobody ever knows what really goes on behind closed doors. It's so true. It's so true. And you're, and we're really only talking to our friends past like the beginning stages. You're only talking to your friends about the bad Mm -hmm. things. Honestly, I, I, in a relationship, I mean, you're not going to sit there and be, I'm not going to be like Nadine, listen to what Mike did today. Like, listen to this weird, intimate story. I'm going to tell you, like, nobody wants to know about married, married. I mean, I mean, maybe (laughs) is this the new movement? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no please <laughs> I don't even want to know like when I, I'm married and when other married people tell me like certain things I'm like this is weird but like if you were to tell me the same like, right if my friends were to tell me the same thing I'd be like yeah go on tell me more things <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your fun life like it just feels wrong I know? hear you I know um, and and we're not like inclined to do the whole it. story yeah. we're all you're right I mean that's the other part is that like you're obviously only gonna like like because it, it feels it almost feels like braggy in a way if you're sharing like all the good um and yeah you you don't want to do that and you also just you don't need to share it like you're content just being in that moment and and I think and this is why again we go back to our theory that the people that share the most about like Mm -hmm. like if every day is a gift with this person because they did this this and this 16,000 times a day that makes me feel like kind of sad because I'm like you feel Mm -hmm. compelled to share every single amazing thing that this person does for you with the rest of the world. Like, why can't you just be content experiencing it alone and enjoying it? Right. You know, I don't know. My, my marriage is obviously far from perfect. Nobody's perfect. Of course. But I don't, I don't even care to share much about it. It just feels so personal. And that's how I feel too. Like it very much feels sacred. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Like, I don't like to post a lot about my relationship. I don't like to share, you know, I mean, we have tons of cute pictures, but I don't, I don't like to post them. I feel like they're mine. And those are moments that I want to keep for me. And I don't fault other people for having a different opinion on that. You know, I think, and sometimes you do, you find like this gem of a photo and you just think it's really sweet and you want to share it and you want to memorialize it. And I I think that's fine. And I can always appreciate like a good spouse appreciation post every now and then and and yes, you know things yes. like that and I think that's really beautiful and especially if you know that that means something to your partner I mean I think that's the other piece of it too like some people really mm. need that like that validation from their partner in a public forum so right it's just like need it's like the emotional version of needing a snowman. exactly exactly you need that external showy it's just your love. It's almost like a love. Language yeah. I mean, it could be like almost like a words of affirmation thing, but it's not enough for you to just hear them. Like you want the validation that they feel strongly enough to share that with the world. And yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you're with someone like that and you can accommodate that, then that's beautiful. But if you are someone who feels like you have to do these things, not because of them, but because you need the validation from everyone else to see like what a cute couple you are or how amazing and whatever, yeah. like that to me is where I start to be like, eh, maybe you need to reevaluate like what's going on. 
And I wonder, like, do you think deep down everybody has one person that they're posting to subconsciously? Mm, I don't think so. Like, I mean, you- not with every post, at least. Like, I think I've sometimes just genuinely have posted things just because I want to post them. Not because I hope yeah, anybody I sees totally it. You could. know what I mean? Yep. I post, like, the dumbest stuff. But, like, when people are posting, like, these flashy things, do you think they're hoping that, like, certain people... Like, who exactly do you want the validation yeah. from? I mean, I do think that there's you know, a lot of people who post things because they want their ecstasy or they want. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just, you're putting it out there in hopes that it circulates back to someone specific. I think. Yeah. Yeah. God, I haven't done that in a really long time. Me either. That's exhausting. I know. And honestly, like, to me, it. it almost feels like a win. If people are like, are they even still together? Because they just, because yes. <laughs> they haven't seen any. Like, to me, I think that's like, kind of cooler I love that that's a great right point. like I just want people to wonder I don't want to share so much of that part of my life with an external audience you right. know and it's not because of anything and I and again I don't think that that makes anyone's relationship better or worse I yeah. happen to be with exactly. someone that doesn't need that validation and I don't need that validation like I don't need him to post you know woman crush Wednesday posts of me or anything like that like I, I really right. don't I think every now and then if we're out yep. and we take a cute picture together cool throw it up there that's nice but I don't care, you know, like, and, but if that's how you feel love and that's how you feel value, then number one, it's important to own that and admit that mm-hmm. you want that and need that. And hopefully your partner can accommodate. And number two, you know, then just, I don't know, maybe just make sure that your intentions are truly for you and not for anything else. Yeah. And just enough with the facade enough with the curated life you know it's okay to be a normal person I think that we need to kind of bring ourselves back to reality but we're all trying to like emulate these influencers I think Mm -hmm. um well not all I you know I don't really care I don't think you care (laughs) (laughs) like I think a lot of people like try to um only share those beautiful you know perfect moments but like who cares your feed doesn't have to have a a vibe right like I hate everyone's vibe (laughs) I know (laughs) I know and I like I said I can understand if there's that rare moment or that rare picture that like really just happens to just be like an amazing photo and like whatever you know what I mean like and of course if you get engaged like these are all moments and milestones that you want to like whatever I get that and I think that's great but I don't know I just think if you have to take the picture more than five times, then maybe stop. Yeah. Like you're wasting right. the moment. Exactly. Like just, it's okay. Like you don't need to show the world like how amazing everything is and blah, blah, Like it's fine. It's okay. Like no one expects you to be perfect all the time. And then if like your life falls apart, it's also okay. You don't have to like hear right. it. Exactly. To come full circle yeah. here. Like things can just like suck and not look right. cute. Like this, I'm telling you, this started with like the woke up like this, no oh, makeup, God. like bullshit. No. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot. I just, anyway, I know we kind of went on this tangent just from like basically talking about modern love, but I just think it's such an important thing to remind people that things are not what they seem. And you probably mm-hmm. hear that all the time. You probably even can say it to yourself as a mantra, but it is so, it is more critical now that we're reminded of that more than ever because I just think our perception of normal and quote-unquote standards have just been completely warped right and like they say like perception is reality yeah you know like that I think 
really sums up Instagram and social media. It's so true. It's and what you perceive is what you believe. Aren't these all like old aims? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And and it it makes us it makes it really difficult to be grateful for our lives and for the things that yeah. we have when we are constantly being shown things that we don't have. And I don't know. I just think that's really really sad. I think it's the reason that we are more depressed than we've ever been. We're mm-hmm. fatter yeah. than we've ever been. We're more lonely than we've <laughs> ever been. Like, and it's just because we forget that the very simple basis of it all is to just be grateful. Even, it's even so when true. you feel like you don't have anything to be grateful for, like you do. If you have 10 fingers and 10 toes, that's something that you can be grateful yep. for. It's that simple. You know, like, yeah, maybe you feel like you've put on a couple extra pounds and you're not feeling your best or your whatever, but like, guess what? Like, you probably have some nice curves now. So that's pretty cool. You know, maybe you, I don't know, have bigger boobs now. I'm like, there's, there's <laughs> always a way to spin it. How about you're just like healthy? Yes. And you, you yeah. have the ability to eat enough food that you have put on some extra weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome. Exactly. You know, there's always a point. I definitely remember feeling so shallow going through breakups at some point. You see somebody doing worse than you in a way that's like really legit and satisfying <laughs> and it's something no 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 no, oh. no. like really legit and oh. sad like a real like you're dealing with a first world problem sometimes you know when it's with some breakups oh, yeah. you know then you deal you see somebody like who lost someone they love and like they could literally can never talk to them again and every like hyperbole that you're saying is actually true for somebody yeah. else it's so true you know and you kind of have to give yourself that reality. Yeah. Change. And, and the other thing too, is that it's so, I mean, and I've said this before, I just think we're also living in an, in an era where like, we are all emotional narcissists. Like we yes. think that we are, what we're going through is the be all and end all and nobody understands. And we are the first and the last to ever yeah. experience this level of intense emotions. And no one, we don't know how to portray it into words. Every love song and every movie and every Shakespearean sonnet that was ever written can't even come close to the river of emotions that is going through my veins from this mm-hmm. experience. But like, that ain't it. Like, that's not true. No. You are not the first, you are th- not the last, and you are not the only. And in fact, there's a very, very, very strong possibility that what you're going through is like a blip compared to someone else's life. Yep. And it's such a like therapy um, phrase. I feel like at the beginning of therapy for me, I'd be like, you know, a very humbling thing to remember is that like you're not unique at all. So true. And that's good and bad. You're not even kind of unique. Yeah, exactly. It's good and bad. Like stop feeling that sorry for yourself (laughs) most times. Yes. And regardless of what you're going through and the level of pain that you're feeling, someone else has survived the exact same thing, if not worse, and found a light at the end of the yep. tunnel. It's just not pretty enough to post exactly. on Instagram. Like, that's why you don't right. know about it. And you think you're the only one, but like, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just not true. And I think it's so, so, so important that we just fucking remember that. Like, in this weird era, like age where like, we think we're so self-important and that's why we have all these platforms where we publish things and we post about our lives and we think people give a shit we also think that also like comes up to haunt us like in moments when we're going through some like really rough Mm -hmm. feelings because we think that for some reason like no one can relate and you know it's just it's just so fucked up and I think that kind of perpetuates that lonely feeling that we have 
Yeah, there, it definitely puts like an even greater distance between us. Like not only are we not actually communicating to people, there's like this weird distance of like emotional distance. Like, yeah, this person probably doesn't get it. Actually, nobody probably understands what I'm going through. I'm totally alone in this. Uh, because you see like Megan over there with her perfect curated Instagram feed and her vacations with her boyfriend where he takes that picture, you know, where you're like looking behind. And oh, your God. Extended and like, actually, you can't imagine how much they killed each other over that. Point. Right. Like, they actually broke up for 10 minutes yeah. and somehow got back together because they got enough likes. And she was looking at your feed like, wow, she doesn't even need to have her boyfriend post Ex- about it. <laughs> wow, she's so lucky she's single. Right, exactly. <laughs> I could be on a girl's trip. Oh, like- my God. It's so fucking true, though. It's just, I don't know, man. We yeah. just... Anyway, I mean, we didn't even touch the topic that we were planning on touching today. No, but I feel like this I do too. I think it was really important. And these are just all things that have just been top of mind. Like, I just think, yeah. I don't know if it's Mercury retrograde or if it's like, I don't know, being 30, but it just, you it's forced, you're forced sometimes to just kind of sit and take stock of everything that's going on around you, to you, to people that you love, to people that you care about. And like, it is so true that like the older you get, like the more, and the more space that happens between you and these seemingly like life-changing moments. And you really realize like th- that was nothing. Like I have so much left to experience and so much left to grieve and so much left to be happy and grateful for. And it's like, at the end of the day, yep. you just have to be grateful for all of it. Like even in the worst of circumstances, I just think the more you can find gratitude, the easier it becomes to get through things. I truly believe that. Yep. And don't fall into the comparison trap. Just always remind yourself, like, if you see anything that looks even close to perfect, it's just not, it's, it's just like a bad distraction from the things you should be grateful for in your life because it's just not real. And tell yourself whatever narrative you need to tell yourself. Like, so if every time you see like a couple, like a happy couple, just be like, they definitely fought like right as this picture was being taken. Like just, no, it's yeah. Like just remind yourself that there's like, you're looking at the tip, 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 tip of the iceberg. Like you are not, you don't see yeah. the whole messy body of shit that's underneath it. And it's like, and that's what I say to like all of my single friends that want like a relationship. So don't get me wrong. I am very happy in my relationship. I think I'm with a great man and I love him and all of these things. But, you know, it is a lot of fucking work and it is sometimes really exhausting and it's draining a lot of the times to like, be and like really have to look at yourself and correct your own behavior and have honest conversations about their behavior and how you feel like it takes fucking work is it worth it for the level of companionship and love that you get of course it is but these were draining experiences that you don't have when you're single you know it's like you can use all that energy and channel it into yourself and you can you know take that class learn that instrument start that website write that book like you can put all of that energy into something that is strictly and solely for you that you may not down the line have the chance to do once you're in a committed partnership with someone. And I just think people forget that like, yes, again, relationships are beautiful. Marriage is beautiful. I admire and support all of these things, but don't think it's like all like you're not going to your emotional anxiety and your stress and your emotional drains are not going to stop once you find someone. In, in fact, like it's going to have its ups and its downs just like it does when you're single. It's, it doesn't go away. It's just different. It's so true. And, and sometimes it can be harder because you have to untangle them with someone else because they're 
tag along with your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy shit, man. But anyway, that was enough of a soapbox for me today. Yeah, but I, you know what? I felt like our weird tangent kind of became something. I think so, too. It's almost <laughs> like the guy who invented penicillin and he, like, didn't mean to. Oh, my God. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and consider this episode the penicillin of heartbreak. Emotional. emotional yes, penicillin. exactly. We just discovered it. And you know what it is? It's gratitude. <laughs> it's like it's, it's vital. This conversation is vital as we go almost, to, you know, we're almost entering 2020. Yeah. I th- it's it's you know, just so. I just think it's important to level set sometimes and be like you know what like absolutely with all the advancements and how connected we are and blah 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 like it's it is it is fucking up our psyche and not enough people are talking about it, really it. Is. you know I don't know how we got here from Halloween <laughs> but I'm glad we did though <laughs> but you know it's all about the illusions and, right uh... and, yeah so basically like in summation Stay safe this weekend. And also, I just want to add one thing to that part of this episode. I remember there were these guys trying to talk to us at that bar that we went to last year, and they were dressed in scrubs. (laughs) And we were like, ha-ha, cool costume, like in our heads, you know, because we didn't really want to talk to these people. Um, And then they were like, no, like, we're real doctors. We just, like, got off our shift. We just thought, like, this would be, like, an easy costume. And, like, to this day, like, I don't believe for a second. Oh, my God. They definitely weren't doctors. So just, like, stay woke, you know? Like, (laughs) don't fall into it. Like, it was very convincing. Like, I could see them being doctors, like, maybe. But but also they were definitely, definitely, like, coming off of their, like, shift at the other bar where they work. And, like, the only thing that made them seem like doctors is, like, their knowledge of drugs. But it was, like, Right. Drugs. I was going to say, it's, like, <laughs> it's like street pharmacists, quote, unquote. Like pills. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. Gosh. Yeah. So, you Stay know. Stay safe. Don't let anyone hide behind anything this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Stay safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. And also, like, the guy part of the couple's costume is so mad about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every for every funny couple's costume you're seeing, you're not seeing the 13 fights that went into deciding what to do. Oh my god. Her applying his makeup and him right. or him like not even wanting to go out at that point or like yep. her saying that she thinks Halloween is stupid and him getting really into it like yep. or her getting mad because she thinks he picked a costume that is degrading in some yep. way. Like you're not seeing any of these conversations, but I guarantee you yeah. they're happening. Her being like, how am I supposed to just go out and be Cruella DeVille if you're Exactly. Like, how am I going to do that? Like, I don't understand why it's such a big deal if you don't care about Halloween. Like, why don't you just put some spots on your face? I don't get it. So. Yeah. So good. It's so, so good. Stay woke, everyone. Yep. All right. Well, that's our episode, I guess, today. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're going to, we'll just use next week's, uh, this week's Perfect. Week, I'm know? here for it. I mean, listen, we're going to have to be going into breakup season, so. No time like the present. We're, We're here, here for, for you. you. Slide in the DMs. Slide on us or at us on Twitter, on Instagram. I think we have a Facebook page that we never use, but feel free to check us out there. Yeah. Um, if you have a thought, a comment, or anything that you want to share with us, feel free to email us at heartsprained at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on whatever platform it is that you use to listen to all of our words of wisdom and many of our babblings. Until next time, my friends, we'll see you then. Bye.